This week it was Gwen. Now I'm not going to have Gwen come up and do it because I value my life. So, smart move, right? Um, but how did the moon cut its hair? How does the moon cut its hair? He eclipses it. That was Gwen's, and as long as she's smiling, I'm smiling. <laughs> All right, y'all stand with me if you would. Turn to page number 500. Really quick, um, uh, Scripture Assembly this coming Wednesday, uh, 9 o'clock, over there in the Fellowship Hall. Scripture Assembly, 9 a.m., over in uh, the Fellowship Hall. And then this coming Sunday, we will have uh, Dr. Shoemaker uh, with us in the morning service. He'll be with us Sunday school and in the morning service. And we will have a combined adult Sunday school here in the auditorium. Uh, next Sunday, okay? So next Sunday, Combined Adult Sunday School here in the auditorium. Uh, Dr. Shoemaker will be speaking, and then he will be um, preaching in the morning service. Uh, it will be a Missions Emphasis Sunday. A missions Emphasis Sunday. Sunday night will be as, um, as normal uh, at 6.30. The following Sunday, the 27th, uh, Brother uh, uh, Appleby and Miss Patty are going to be with us in the services, and... Um, I hope you'll be able to be here for that. There'll be a combined uh, uh, adult Sunday school on the 27th as well. Uh, it will be a combined men's and a combined women's, okay? Brother Appleby will be teaching the men. Miss Patty will be teaching the ladies for that. And then they will be here um, all day, uh, Sunday morning and uh, Sunday night. We will be uh, out of town. Uh, ladies meeting, back to school meeting uh, this Thursday at 7 o'clock. Over in the fellowship hall, uh, come play school with us. All ladies are invited. Bring a salad to share. Bring a salad to share. I feel like if it was men, it would be like, bring a meat to share, you know, or bring some ribs to share, you know, something like that. Bring some shrimp to share. It's always a salad for the ladies. So, ladies, bring a salad back to school meeting, uh, 7 o'clock on Thursday over in the fellowship hall. Uh, ladies meeting, uh, so don't miss that. This Saturday, uh, the RBT youth are going to be meeting here at the church at 5 o'clock. This Saturday, they're going to be going to the fun zone. Uh, they're going to leave the church at 5. Leave the church at 5. They'll be returning to the church at 8.30, okay? Uh, uh, 8.30, uh, they'll be coming back. Uh, the cost is going to be $20. This includes unlimited go-karts and mini golf. Uh, Sign-up sheet is in the back. This is for uh, our teenagers. Uh, make sure that you get signed up in the back. Uh, uh, fun zone there in uh, Pooler. Uh, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, if um, you have a teenager or if you are a teenager, make sure that you get signed up in the back for that. Tonight, uh, after the uh, evening service, we, we, we do have a, um, a uh, missions committee meeting. Uh, tonight after the service missions committee meeting so um, if you're on the missions committee uh, please try to be here for that got a couple things uh, that we need to uh, discuss uh, and talk about when it comes uh, 
uh, comes to missions. Uh, otherwise, grab a bulletin. Be aware of the things we've got coming up uh, and the things that we've got going on for um, the rest of the month of August, if you can believe that. And um, uh, it just, just keeps marching, uh, marching on. I know time keeps moving, but it just seems like it's moving faster and faster and faster. And so we've um, got several things going on. Of course, back to school has already happened. Uh, and so hope you've been praying uh, for uh, our young people uh, to get back to school. Just a real quick, uh, um, I've had several people ask me about uh, Don and Rachel. Uh, continue to pray for them if you would. Um, and um, baby steps, uh, talked to Rachel yesterday. And um, baby steps, but baby steps in the right direction. So uh, praise the Lord for that, and uh, just continue to remember them. Ups and downs, uh, obviously, and um, so uh, really uh, the bottom line is they're, they're, they're not going to know how much effect this had on Don uh, until he's able to come out of that sedation and he's able to do a little bit more. He has been responding a little bit, squeezing of hands and, and stuff like that, but um, just, uh, just remember uh, Don uh, and uh, and Rachel to the Lord uh, in prayer, and then uh, Tammy and Steve as they are uh, traveling. Uh, they they went out there uh, to Utah uh, to get uh, the truck uh, and the trailer and bring that back. And uh, uh, I don't know if you've been to Utah. I have not, but it's a long ways away. And so um, uh, that's a lot of traveling, and it's a lot of traveling pulling a trailer and so um pray for them as they travel uh as they get back uh get back here uh lord would uh continue to uh watch over them and uh and protect them and so uh try to keep you we try to keep you updated as much as we can uh, as much as we know um and um uh, i have i have said so sometimes information gets out and it's not right the right information and uh, even I'm guilty. We all better probably been guilty of that before. Uh, but um, I've said a couple times uh, that um, that he's on dialysis. Don is not on dialysis. Okay, so he's not been on dialysis. They're hoping not to put him on dialysis. They're not going to know that until later. Uh, but at this time, his kidneys are okay, um, and uh, as far as they can tell, and functioning. And as long as they do what they need to do. There, he won't have to go on dialysis. So if you heard me say that, I don't believe I said it publicly, but I think I've told some people individually, uh, then that's not that's not right, okay? And so, um, uh, so baby steps, and so baby steps in the right direction. So we, um, uh, we certainly praise the Lord for that. Brother Tim. All right, at this time we're going to recognize and I'm going to go ahead and pre-warn y'all. Um, probably in the future, maybe, we'll probably have the visitor's packets and all that good stuff outside because I actually had a visitor tell me, man, don't embarrass me like that by making me raise my hand or be a visitor. So we might throw that in the mix later on. But for this Sunday, if this is your first time visiting with us, we'd like to recognize you at this time and at least get a packet in your hand, get some information for you to fill out for us if you don't mind. So if this is your first time visiting with us, good to have you all with us this morning. Glad you could be here. Glad that you could be here with us. If you just fill that out and at some point during the day during the offering plate or whether it's out in the back, if you'll drop that off, we'd sure greatly appreciate it. Just like to have a record of your visit. I promise you nobody's going to come pounding on your door um, or invade your private space. Guarantee you. All right. At this time, we're going to take up our offering. Brother Larry, if you would, how about lead us in a word of prayer before our offering?
Thank you, ladies. I appreciate that. Page number three.
chains are gone, and we have been set free. Wow, what a, what a truth that is. And uh, sometimes, do you ever get this way? Sometimes you just have to remind yourself. You ever have to remind yourself, listen, when it comes to everything, I have to remind myself. Okay, so I have a terrible memory. Somebody can ask me to do something. Most of, most of you already know now that you write it down, put it in the pulpit, write it down, put it in my hand. Because if, if you tell me something and, and then I don't do it, it's not because I don't like you. It's probably because I just forgot. Okay, uh, so I need reminders all the time. I got them at home. I have them on my calendar. I've got stick them. I go, you know how many stick them notes I go through? I stick them all over the place so I can remind myself. And, um, but you know, I, I remind myself from time to time too that, you know, God is good. And, um, you know, we say that all the time. We say God is good and he's good all the time. And all the time, God is good. And um, sometimes things happen in life. Sometimes things don't go your way. Sometimes there's difficulties. Sometimes there's circumstances that want to bury you. And uh, you need to remind yourself uh, that God is good. And He's good all the time. He's good even in your difficulty. Uh, And I say He's good especially in your difficulty. And uh, when we're on the mountaintop, don't you like the mountaintop? I love the mountaintop. Everything's good. The air is fresh. I mean, you could... Sit out. You got money in your pocket. I mean, I mean, every, every, everybody's, everybody's talking good about you. You got people on your right side and on your left side. Your kids are behaving, and I mean, just everything's going right, right? Well, if you're like me, you can't hardly enjoy it because you're thinking to yourself, "All right, what's coming? You know, something's coming." And so, so many times, my wife says, "Listen, you have to, you have to stop. Just enjoy the mountaintop experience." I just know. I'm not a pessimist, I'm just a factualist. I know something bad is coming, something's coming. Can't always be on a mountaintop, but man, even in the valley, God is good. And um, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful uh, that uh, when, when David looked to his right hand and no man cared for his soul, what did he do? He encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Because no matter if nobody's there, no matter how bad things are, God is always there. And praise God, my chains are gone and I've been set free. Thank you, Miss Penny, for that uh, uh, great song uh, this morning. First uh, Corinthians chapter number 14. So we, we have, we have went, went through a series or we're in a kind of a, uh, a, a mini-series, if you would, if you would uh, about putting away some things that we need to put away in our lives. And so uh, we talked about that uh, last uh, uh, couple weeks. And as I was thinking about that subject uh, of putting away, I was thinking about uh, some things um, that, can, that are, are separate subject, but are things that can be put away in our lives. So some things that we need to uh, get rid of uh, in our lives are things in life that weigh us down. There are things in our life that don't need to be there. There are things in our lives that are not necessarily bad things, uh, but there are things that are weighing us down. You know this as well as I do. If you continually say yes to everything, you'll eventually have to say no to something. Because we only have so much time, right? We have only so much energy, and, and we can only do what we can do. Now, listen, used to be, when I was younger, I could go out, I could work in the yard, I could do all these different things, and I had no problem. Now, I'm weak. I'm telling you, I am weak. And uh, I don't do a whole bunch of physical labor, and so I was out there, our, the beds in our, in, our, in our yard are just... I'm surprised we haven't been kicked out of our, our subdivision yet. Uh, they're just bad. And so I found this part out. Listen, they don't weed themselves. And you actually, if you want the person that's cutting your lawn to do it, you have to pay them extra. And so I don't like to pay any more than I'm paying. And so I went out there. I said, listen, I'll pull myself. 
I swear I pulled one and two more grew the minute I pulled the one. And I'm, and I'm pulling these stupid weeds. And, and so you can only bend down so much, right? And you're, and you're stripped back. So, so that's no problem. I'll get on my knees. Get on my hands and knees. And so it's easier that way anyways because you can crawl around and get them. Huh, man, I, I, I did almost my whole bed. I mean, no problems. I mean, I got them. I mean, just, 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 oh, my goodness, the back of my legs hurt me so bad. Last night I had to sleep in my recliner because I couldn't hardly lay down. And then I got out of my recliner. I felt like I was 70 years old for crying out loud. I mean, see, that stuff happened to you. I mean, it just piles on and piles on. But you know what? As I was weeding those beds, I couldn't do something else. As I was up at the church, I couldn't do something else. As I was at the hospital, you'll know this. Matter of fact, you probably know it really well if you're retired. Because they're the, the most busiest people I've ever met in my entire life is retired people. Don't retire because when you retire, you get busier than you were before. And so what, what are you doing? You're doing this and you're doing that and you're doing this and you're doing and you have a Maybe you have a to-do list. And you can't get to all of it. So guess what happens? You have to say no to something. And sometimes we get caught up in saying yes to everything. We have to say no to good things. So there are some things that need to be put away in our life. I, I don't, is, does anybody else do this? So I have a, ba- I have a bad back. And so um, I blew it out at UPS when I was, when I was a young, young man and I was in college, and, and, I, and every little thing hurts it. So I never carry a wallet in my back pocket. I carry the wallet in my front pocket. Because when you sit on it, it gets your, your unless you put a wallet in both pockets, right? And both, you've got that much money, great. You just put one in both sides and you're good. So, so when I come to church, I don't carry a wallet. I carry it in my shirt. And when I get to church, it would be a little weird for me to be walking around with a wallet in my shirt. So what do I do? I take it out and I put it on my shelf. I take my keys out and I put it on my shelf. There are some things when I get to church that I unload. Now I have to put them in the same place or I'll lose them because I lose everything. And so I take them out and I put them in a specific spot. That's the spot for them. I unload them off of me. And I'm telling you, church, if you're not careful... You will get loaded down spiritually. You'll get loaded down with the things of this world. You'll get loaded down with the cares of this world. And they will overwhelm you. Sometimes we have to take those things off. We talked about it last week, uh, 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 putting away our infancy. We got to get rid uh, 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 of our infancy and grow up in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14. 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 20. Brethren, be not children in understanding. Howbeit in malice be ye children, but in understanding be men. In malice, in the things that, listen, in the things that are that are, that are wrong, and the things that are of the flesh, and the things that are of the world, you know, you know be children. Don't have, a, don't have a, a worldly understanding of all those things. But when it, comes, uh, uh, when it comes to being who you should be for Christ, when it comes to our understanding of the Bible, when it comes to understanding of spiritual things, when it comes to understanding of holy things, be ye men. Grow up. I mean, grow up in the faith. We need to put away our infancy. But then think about this. I thought about this subject. We need to be careful of our ignorance. We need to be careful of our ignorance. You, you hear me often talk about, uh, uh, matter of fact, it's one of Paul's uh, favorite sayings in his writings. I would that you not be ignorant, brethren. What does it mean to be ignorant? Now, we use the word ignorant in a negative light, don't we? We'll often tell, we'll talk about people and say, well, she's ignorant or he's ignorant. We talk about it in a, in a, in a derogatory remark. But understand this, that ignorance just means a lack of understanding. 
There's a lot of things that I'm ignorant in. I, I promise you, you might not think so, but there are things that you're ignorant in as well. What does it mean? It means I just don't have understanding. I know this. This thing up here that's in this skull is called a brain, right? And I know my brain, it only has so much space. So for me to learn, I think to myself, I, I, I can't imagine at my age having to learn another language. Now, I wish I, wish I was a younger man or even when I was a kid that I learned another language. Do you realize that most countries speak at least two languages, one of them being English uh, as a second language? And, um, and, and we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we learn a little bit. When I was in school, did you learn? I mean, I learned a little bit of Spanish and a little bit of a little bit of, I did, took a semester of Spanish, a semester of French, and a, a semester of Latin. I know nothing about Spanish, I know nothing about French, and I know nothing about Latin. Zero. I was in school when I was in college. I had to learn Greek, and I had to learn Hebrew. Praise God, I've got books that tell me what Greek words mean and what Hebrew words mean. Because, let me tell you something, data in and, and it's gone. So I only have so much space to learn, right? So people tell me all the time. I don't know how many times. I don't know how many times that, that I took my uh, my car uh, over Brother Truman's. I, I mean, how many times I take it in there and he go, "Okay, I'm going to show you." I said, "Okay." He said, "Here it is, step by step." I said, "He said, Are you paying attention?" I said, "I'm paying attention." And he tell me the first step. By the time he was on the third step, I already forgot the first step. Not on purpose. I just, it, it held no interest to me. And I thought to myself, matter of fact, I used to tell Brother Truman, if you're going to do it for me, why do I need to do it myself? Right? And so, uh, uh, so some, sometimes things come in there and they go right back out. Why? Because we only have so much space. So that makes, us, that makes us ignorant of that subject. But when it comes to the Word of God, when it comes to spiritual things, when it comes to holy, holy things, God says that you shouldn't be ignorant. You shouldn't be ignorant. You should have understanding. You should have wisdom. It's part of growing up in the faith. It's part of being men. Think about this when it comes to the reason for our ignorance. The reason for our ignorance. Well, first of all, uh, let's face it. Why are we ignorant? Well, because we're born that way, right? We're not born with knowledge. We're not born knowing everything. I mean, we're not born knowing our ABCs and born knowing uh, our arithmetic and born knowing how to read. That's not how that works. We're born with a clean slate, right? Matter of fact, we're born in a negative light, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. So we've all failed. So what do we got to do? We have to, we have to learn. Now, some learn quicker than others. Some learn earlier than others. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it works. And our, our brains work a little bit different. But we're all born that way. We're all born the same way, not knowing anything. We have to learn how to walk, to learn how to talk, right? We have to learn how to do all these things just like everybody else has to do. Why? Because we're born that way. So what goes in is what we learn. You see, it's, interesting th- it's an interesting thing to me. On your computer, whether you have a desktop or a laptop or your phone that's all our phones are now, our little computers. What you have on your phone has been put on your phone. Now, I don't, that's one of the things I'm ignorant about. I don't know much about computers, but I know this principle. Data in, data out. If it's not on your computer, if you don't have Word on your computer, you can't use Word. You have to pay for it, Right? If you don't have Microsoft or whatever on your computer, you can't use it. You have to pay for it. Or you have to somehow download it onto your computer. 
So what goes in is what comes out. The same is true with your life. What goes in is going to come out. You ever said something? And then you say, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to say that. You know, you, you might not have meant to say it, but you thought it. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What's, what's down there now? That's why God says put a guard upon your mouth. <laughs> because everything you think you shouldn't say, that's foolish. Shouldn't. Boy, how many times have we said things that we regret? We shouldn't have said that. We should have put a watch on our mouth. We should have really thought about that. Why? Because often we're ignorant. We're born that way. Think about this. Our ignorance. Where will our ignorance lead to? If you leave your ignorance unchecked, spiritually now I'm talking. Now, if I leave my ignorance about working on vehicles unchecked, I'm always going to have to have somebody Work on my vehicle. I have two choices. I have a choice of either learning how to change a piston. Is that a thing? No. All right. Anyways, learn how to you know change out a transmission. Okay, I know there's a transmission. Uh, change out a transmission. If if I either learn that or I take it to a shop or to a person that is not ignorant. Right? Is that true? So I'm going to remain ignorant. It's going to cost me. Spiritually, if you remain ignorant, it's going to cost you. Scripturally, if you remain ignorant, it's going to cost you. Righteously, if you remain ignorant, it's going to cost you in your life. But here's the thing. You see... It's not only going to cost you, it's going to cost people around you. Because people are affected by the way you live your life. People are affected by the things you say. People are affected by the things that you do. I've told my children. Matter of fact, my children are all grown adults. I still tell my children. I said, listen to me. If you blow it, it's going, in the, it's going on the front page of the paper. Preacher's son. Preacher's daughter. Now, should it be that way? No, it shouldn't be that way. They're kids just like your kids are kids, but that's the way it is. And I'm telling you something, it'll be all over the place. I mean, he did this or she did that. And I always tell him, you have to be careful because your actions affect other people. Kyle will get mad. I love, I love it. When, you know, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle get, he'll get stirred up. And Kyle will get stirred up and say, Dad, I'm telling you right now, you're probably going to have to resign. <laughs> That's what he says. Of course, he's always... So he's joking, but he gets, gets mad. He says, I'm about, I'm about to do something I'm not supposed to do. But you know, you know what he understands? He understands that his actions are going to affect. Your actions are going to affect. Your words are going to affect. So it's not just about you. It's about the people around you. It's about your family. It's about your church. It's about your community. It's about your neighbor. Whoever it is, it's about them as well. So we must be careful. We must walk circumspectly, the scripture says. That means, it means to be careful. I remember in the military, we were on a, a guided missile frigate. And I remember we used to have to take these watches. And we'd have to go, and there was a seat with straps on the bow of the ship. So the bow is where it comes all the way to the front. You've seen a, you've seen a ship before, a, a military ship. It comes all the way to the front, and it comes to a point. Well, there's a, there was a, a seat that was welded into the front, and you'd sit in this seat, strap yourself down, and you have a pair of binoculars. And you were on what's called mine watch. And you had to look out for mines in the water. So everything that went by, it didn't even matter what it was. It could be a McDonald's cup. 
you'd be amazed what's in the middle of the ocean. It could be anything to go by, and you'd have to radio it in. You'd have to call it up to the, uh, 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 up to the, uh, the radio room. You'd have to tell them, hey, something's going by. This is going by. You'd have to sit up there, and you'd have to pay attention where the ship was going. Can I tell you in life, there's mines all over the place. There are traps The devil's constantly trying to trip us, deceive us. There are people, listen to me, there are people that are constantly trying to deceive you. They're constantly trying to trip you up. They don't like you for whatever reason. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're not walking circumspectly, if you're not careful, it's kind of like when you had babies. You remember when you had babies? Nope. <laughs> remember when you had toddlers? We used to have those, remember those jacks? It, it was a game. You'd bounce the ball, and then you'd have to try to get the jacks. You remember that? Some of you remember that game? And um, let me tell you something. If you didn't put away the jacks, and you woke up in the middle of the night and you were walking through the house with the lights off, everybody woke up if you stepped on a jack, right? Because it hurt. You'd have to walk. And I swear, I swear in our, in our, in our young married life, I, I, I'd go to bed, and in the middle of the night, Wendy'd change the whole house around. I mean, she loved to change the house. I mean, she'd change the chair, and she'd change. And so I, I'm the kind of guy, I can walk around here at night, I can walk around here in the dark because I know where everything is. But if you move something, right, you better be careful. You're going to trip. You're going to fall. You're going to hurt yourself. You're going to hurt somebody else. When we fall, it's not just us. It's other people. Where will ignorance lead us? Let me give you a couple things this morning just to kind of chew over, to think about when it comes to... Um, our ignorance, and if we stay in that ignorance. Number one, our ignorance leads to wickedness. Our ignorance leads to wickedness. Back uh, uh, in the Old Testament, uh, the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah or uh, Isaiah, the Old, Te- Old Testament prophet Isaiah, Isaiah 56, verse number 10. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant They are all dumb dogs. That's pretty plain, isn't it? Don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you what the the Bible says. God says this. They cannot bark. Sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs, which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand they all look to their own way and every one for his gain from his quarter. Come ye, say they, I will fetch wine and we will fill ourselves with strong drink and tomorrow shall be as this day and much more abundant. Drink and be merry for tomorrow we shall die. That's where ignorance will lead you. Ignorance will lead you to the fact that you think that your actions don't affect other people. It's just not true. Our actions do affect other people. And will often not only lead us down the wrong path, but will often lead other people down the wrong path. Wake up, ye that slumber and sleep. It's time to realize it. It's time to pay attention. It's time to look. Our ignorance will often lead us into wickedness. It'll often lead us into doing something that we shouldn't be doing. There was a lot of things when I joined the military that I didn't know. Now, in boot camp, they don't mind telling you and so you have to learn pretty quick. And once you learn, listen, you, when you do things, you do, you do them in ignorance. I remember we try to get sleep any chance we got. Anybody, anybody go to boot camp in here? You remember, you remember going to boot camp and, and, and 
And man, it just seems like our, our company commander had a bad relationship with his wife. That, uh, I, I, it did not matter to me what his relationship with his wife was, except he was never home. He was always with us. Three o'clock in the morning, he'd throw garbage cans and scream and holler. So we hardly ever got any sleep. So you never, when he went out of the room and it was time to write or it was time to have your own time, you never got in your bed because your bunk always had to be made. So what do we do? If we got a chance, we'd slip underneath the rack. You're out of the the way. Nobody sees you and you're under there. Well, let me tell you something. If you're not familiar with the military, when the company commander comes into the room, you yell attention on deck. What does that mean? That means you stand up at attention. If you forgot that you were sleeping under the bed, attention on deck was very painful because you just knew you had to stand up and you, boom, you hit your head and about gave yourself a concussion. But you know, before the military, I never knew that that's what you had to do, but that's what they wanted. And so now you learn that, now you do that. Let me tell you what happens when we don't know. We often do the wrong thing. When we don't know, we often go down the wrong path. You ever got lost? Before GPS. Anybody ever remember before GPS? I mean, before these things, before cell phones. I mean, before any of these, before cell phones, they used to have garments. I, I guess they still have them. I, 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 you know, those little GPS. Now every phone has a GPS on it. But before that, they had maps. They had books, you know, that you opened up and you looked or you stopped at a gas station and you... Why? Because it was easy to to make the wrong turn, to go the wrong way. And the long... Listen to me. The longer you go the wrong way, the more lost you are. I'm, I'm pretty sure I take a left here. And you take a left and you go down and... Hmm... I think it's a right. You get it right. You ever get into some of these subdivisions, these really big subdivisions, and you think to yourself, I'm never going to make it out of here. Now, GPS, all you can do is push one button and it tells you how to go home. You know, it'll take you through a cornfield if it has to. But, I mean, before that, I mean, to be lost was frustrating. So many people today, can I tell you so many people spiritually today are lost because of their lack of understanding? Because of their ignorance. Because of the ignorance of others. Do you realize how many people today have a false sense of salvation because of somebody else's preaching? If you listen to me, if you'll Randy, if you'll just be a good person, God'll let you into heaven. And so you know, Randy Randy if Randy respects the person that says that to him, you know what he tries to do? He tries to be a good person. Tries his hardest to be a good person. Do you know you can't be good enough to get to heaven? Your righteousness is as filthy rags. You can try as hard and you can have the best intentions, but those intentions can't get you to heaven. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ, placing your faith and trust in the finished work. Jesus died for you on the cross, was buried, and rose again the third day. That's your only way to heaven. Understand this, there's a lot of people that have a false sense of salvation because they believe somebody's ignorance. I don't try to eavesdrop, but I'm telling you, people are loud when they talk, especially in restaurants. You don't, it don't take you long to sit down in a restaurant to find out who the alpha male or the alpha female is at a table because they are loud they are in charge. I'm not talking about deaf people. I'm talking about, you know, deaf people are always loud. I'm talking about people that like to hear themselves talk. You ever met them? So, some of y'all should raise your hand. Anyways, you need, and they talk and they talk and they talk. Well, sometimes I'll get in a restaurant and, I'll, and I, I, I'm pretty good at turning things off unless somebody's talking about the Bible. Mm. I, I just can't hardly handle it. Me and me and. Me and Anna or Emma, one of the two, we're at Paddles. You know, Paddles is just a little sandwich shop, and you can get coffee there. And, and they always have Bible studies, always have Bible studies going on. And there was this lady, and she was sitting at this table, and she was doing this Bible study, and she was doing this Bible study on Revelation. 
She was at the table, and I was, me and, I can't remember, I think it was Emma, and we were sitting in the chairs, and I was watching him, and she was going through the book of Revelation, and I'm telling you, she got nothing right. And every time she'd say something, I'd say, mm. And she'd say something else, mm, and, and, and Emma's, Emma's like, Dad, seriously, either we need to leave or you need to go over and take over the Bible study, one of the two. They're going to hear you grunting over here because I want to go over there and say, listen, what you're saying is not so, and you're affecting all these young girls and telling them all these things. And really, all she was doing was reading a book. She was just reading, she was just reading from the wrong author. And she was giving this information that wasn't right. And I'm telling you, when you give out wrong information, it not only affects you, but affects other people around you and gets them going down the wrong path. Be careful. Be careful. Don't wallow in your ignorance because ignorance will often lead to wickedness. Number two, not only will it lead to wickedness, but number two, it will lead to foolishness. Ignorance will lead to foolishness. Romans chapter number 1. Romans chapter 1 in verse, uh, verse number 21. Romans 1, 21 and 22. The scripture says, Because that, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. So often, do you realize, do you know how foolish it is to argue with a fool? Well, preacher, we shouldn't say fool. I tell you, the Bible talks about fools a lot. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. That's, fool. That's a fool. And it's often foolish to argue with a fool. Why? Because they believe themselves to be wiser than they really are. They know everything. They're not teachable. And if you let them, have you ever said this? You ever experienced this? If you let them, they will hang themselves. With their own words. Just, I know more than you do. Let me tell you something, and I'm going to put you in your place. And you know what they end up doing? They, they make themselves fools. Just, just let them. Let them because they'll end, up, they'll end up looking like a fool. Why? Because they're ignorant. And ignorance often leads to foolishness. Because I'm here to tell you, if we, are, if we are wise when it comes to the Word of God, then we'll be careful with our words. We'll be careful with our actions. We'll be careful how we deal with others. We'll be careful. With it. Now, am I saying that's easy? No. I'm not saying that's easy. We all live in the flesh. Now, I'm just going to tell you, I just don't... Now, listen, if you're a man... And you've never wanted to punch somebody in the nose? Have some questions. Because we get upset, right? Our flesh sometimes takes over. I mean, and we want to we wanna tear into somebody, or we want to say something to somebody we shouldn't do, or we want to put our hands on somebody. And, but you know what? Do you know what our wisdom says? Hold on. That's not a good idea. But when we're wicked, or maybe when we're ignorant, Foolishness takes over. You ever done anything foolish? Foolishness, listen, foolishness jumps off a covered bridge without finding out how deep the water is. That's foolishness. Right? Foolishness foolishness doesn't think about consequences. Foolishness doesn't think about what I'm about to say. Is it going to affect so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so? And you know what foolishness says? I don't care. That's where ignorance will often lead us. It will lead us to foolishness. Professing themselves to be wise, they become fools. Ephesians chapter 4, let me give you the last one. Our ignorance often leads us to blindness. Often leads us to blindness. 
leads to wickedness, leads to foolishness, and often leads to to blindness. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 18. Ephesians 4 and 18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of thine heart. Because of the blindness of thy heart. Ignorance will lead us to blindness. Ignorance will lead us to what the devil tells us, that our life, our actions don't affect other people. Doesn't matter what I do. Doesn't matter what I say. What I do and what I say is my business. It doesn't affect other people. That's a lie from the devil. Because it does. And it puts blinders on. And sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't put us like in total blindness or total darkness, but sometimes it puts us in blindness like this. You see, when I have blinders on like this, I can't see peripherally. I can't see Larry over here, and I can't see Becky over here. Right now, this way I'm blinded completely, and I can't see anything. Sometimes that happens. But sometimes we walk in life. And we're only worried about what's right straight in front of us. I don't want to look this way, and I don't want to look that way. I don't want to care about what's over here, and I don't want to care about what's over there. And, and sometimes we miss God's best for our lives. Sometimes we miss the opportunity to be a help to somebody else. Sometimes we miss being a blessing to somebody else because we have our blinders on. And sometimes when we have our blinders on, do you ever get this way? You get so busy that you forget about everything else. If I'm not careful, I'll get, I'll get, into, I'll get into a book and I'll lose time. You see, some people pick up a book at night and read it to go to sleep. If I do that, I will never get sleep. I can be dead, dead dog tired and pick up a book and I get into that book. See, I don't just read a book. I, I feel like I jump into it. I like get into that book, and then I'm, I'm doing everything that person's doing, and I'm going everywhere that person's going, and it's just it's, it's fascinating to me. Miss Charlotte brought me back a book from Auschwitz and uh, from Poland, and uh, I got started reading that book, and I'm just, I mean, I've been done with that book. I mean, it was absolute... I, absolutely fascinating. It was a life of a guy that was a prisoner in Auschwitz, and, 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 I'm, and, I'm, and I'm going where he's going, and I'm going to his flea-infested bed, and I'm going to where he has to work in the shops, and I'm going to where, and, and boy, pretty soon, I'll look down, and I'm thinking to myself, holy smokes, it's been whatever, however many hours. Boy, when you have your when you have your peripherals blocked, you'll think to yourself, nothing else. No, that doesn't matter, and that doesn't matter. All I care about is this. And you got to be careful of that. You really do. I'm not saying not to be focused. I'm not saying not to to understand that God's the most important thing. I get that, but I'm telling you right now, if you shut everything else out, you're going to be blind and you're going to be ignorant, and it's going to affect your life. You know, wake up. Wake up. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Man, there are things that are going on all around us, and we're not the only ones that are affected. And so often we think that nothing bad happens to anybody else. It only happens to me. I'm the only one that has car problems. Right? I'm the only one that has physical problems. I'm the only one who has back problems. I'm the only one who has headaches. I'm the only one. We get that Elijah, that Elijah syndrome, don't we? We start thinking to ourselves and we convince ourselves because we're blinded. And we forget that there are people out there that are suffering. There are people out there that have it far worse than we do. I know sometimes we don't want to believe that, but it's true. And when we remind ourselves of that, we can remind ourselves that, hey, our chains are gone. I've been set free. I mean, could it, could it be worse? Don't, by the way, don't ever say it couldn't be worse. Boy, that's foolish. 
That's like praying and praying and praying. And you say, pray, God, God, help me to be patient. Be careful. Be careful. I get enough patience practice. I never pay for pray for patience, ever. I mean, you got to be careful, right? And so we got to pay attention. We got to wake up and realize that God has been good to me. And boy, when you're getting crushed from every side, and when you're getting stepped on, and when you're and you're feeling bad, listen to me. I'm the I'm the guy. When I'm feeling bad, shut the door and leave me alone. Stop asking me how I'm feeling. I don't want anything to eat. I don't want any more medicine. I just want to lay here and be miserable. Anybody else like that? I'm, that's just kind of comfort. I don't want to go to the doctor. I don't want to. I just, just leave me alone. I want to wallow in my misery. That's how we often are spiritually too, aren't we? We just, one thing happens, and then another, and then another, and then another, and you try to encourage yourself, and then other people try to encourage you. And guess what starts, starts to happen? When you begin to live in ignorance, let me tell you what happens. No, no amount of encouragement helps you. I mean, somebody tries to say something to you, you just, you just push it off. Why? Because at some point we want to be Elijah, some point we want to find a juniper tree because we want to pout because we think, man, we have it so bad. You think about those people in Hawaii. What is it? It's up over 50 now that are dead because of fires in Hawaii. Not to mention the destruction those fires have caused to property. You know, and I got a hangnail, and I'm just, I'm mad at the world. Somebody said something, and I'm mad at the world. By the way, your preacher puts his pants on just like you do. We're all people. We all get our feelings hurt. We all get the, but let me tell you something. Remind yourself this morning. Remind yourself this morning. Listen, I've been set. No matter what happens in this world, the best is yet to come for me is the best yet to come for you. Have you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Are you born again? Because if you are, then whatever this world can throw at you dims in comparison to to the fact that God's got your back and God is there for you. Every step of the way. Let's bow our heads for prayer. This morning our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning. You've never placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. There's never been a time by faith that you received Jesus Christ into your life. Can I tell you that God loves you? He didn't just say it. He proved it. He proved it by Jesus Christ leaving the throne of heaven. And coming to this sin-sick world, dying upon the cross for your sin and for mine. Being buried and then rising again the third day. The Bible says that He's at the right hand of the Father. And He's interceding for you. He desires that you be saved. But John said in John chapter 3, Ye must be born again. Have you been born again? You say, preacher, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure if I'd die right now, I'd go to heaven to be with God, and I'm concerned about that. Would you pray for me? Just slip your hand up this morning and right back down, and I pray for you. I'm not going to embarrass you in any way. I'm not going to come to you. I just want to pray for you by need. I'm not sure about my salvation, preacher. Please remember me in your prayers. Is there one? What a, what a privilege. Listen to me. Don't ever forget that God has saved you. That this is as bad as it's going to get for the Christian. And the best is yet to come. Let's stand together, head bowed, eyes closed, to instruments playing this morning, a hymn invitation. Can I invite you to come? Maybe God spoke to your heart about a certain subject, about a certain circumstance. Can I tell you, give it over to God. Peter said, casting all your care upon Him because He cares for you. Trust Him this morning with whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, whatever burden you're carrying, 
give it over to Him and watch Him do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or think. If you need to come, for whatever reason, this morning you come. Wouldn't that be a great prayer for all of us to pray? Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Today, fall fresh on me and make a difference. I know it would in our lives, in our church's life, and uh, praise the Lord for it. Good to see you this morning. Be back in your place, 6 o'clock for prayer, 6.30 tonight.